You're listening to the Promised Church's Message of the Week. We hope you enjoy this teaching by Pastor Aaron. For more information about who we are, please visit us at thepromisechurch.com. Grab your Bibles. We should read something. Uh, I do have a, a longer message that I'm going to try to cut shorter. Uh, y'all are like, whew, praise the Lord. Uh, but uh, we're not going to end right then. I, b- I believe that we need to take some time and just listen to the Lord this morning. Um, so turn your Bibles. You're like, where are we turning? To 1 Samuel chapter 3. As you're turning, I'm going to start reading and you can jump in. Uh, 1 Samuel chapter 3 says this. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There was not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel answered, Here I am, and he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. My son Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. Now remember, he had been living in the house of the Lord, but yet he did not know the Lord. This is a type and shadow of many Christians today that you may be sitting in these chairs, raising your hands in worship songs, and yet not know the Lord. There's a difference between attending and knowing God. Amen. So he did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy, so Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place, and the Lord came and stood there calling at the other time, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. Today I want to speak to you about hearing the voice of God. And my title today is God is Speaking, Are You Listening? God is Speaking, Are You Listening? At the Promised Church, our DNA, our heart is this, is that we desire, we exist to see lives transformed, cities saved, nations won by being people of his presence. We want to be people of his presence. And when his presence is here, freedom is here. Salvation is here. Transformation is here. And we do not gather simply to have a great community gathering. We do not gather to sing songs. We do not gather to check a religious box so we can feel good about ourselves. We gather to meet with Jesus. We gather to be in freedom. We gather to meet with the creator. We gather for the spirit of God to baptize us and to fill us again and again and again. And I know that there are some of you here today and you are, you are needing to hear the voice of God. You are needing to hear God speak to you. You're wondering, which way do I go? Do I go left or do I go right? Do I, do I marry this person? Do I say yes to this job? Do I, do I uh, move here? Do I buy this house? What do I do with this issue? Do I, do I connect with this person? Do I build this relationship? Do I, do I step out in faith? You need to hear a word from the Lord. And this is what I can tell you, promise church, is that God desires to speak to you. 
God wants to speak to you. God is not distant. He is not away from you. He is not mute or silent, but he wants to speak to you. Is there anybody here who is thankful that God wants to speak to us? God wants to speak. The question is, are you listening? When I was about 14 or 15 years old, watching my brother try to date and get in a relationship, I was like, heck no, do I want to go through that? God, can you just tell me, who am I going to marry in my life? What is her name? When am I going to meet her? And how many kids am I going to have? And then I'm trying to watch everybody else figure out what they want to do with their life. And I'm like, God, can you please just tell me what my career is going to be, where I'm going to move, where I'm going to live? Anybody remember praying those teenage dreams and prayers like, God, just give me everything laid out at once? That is not how God speaks to us. The Bible says that we walk by faith and not by sight. That his word, the word of God, not just this word, but the living word, the Holy Spirit, is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Not so that he can light the rest of my life out for me, but every step I take, which is by faith, is illuminated by the word. This is why we need to hear so we know where we're going. We need to hear so we know where we're going. And I believe that today that many of you are going to hear the voice of God more clearly than you ever have before. Some of you are going to hear the voice of God for the first time in your life. That there are some of you who are needing to have a clear uh, direction and you need clarity in your life. Today, you're going to hear his voice. Today. Say amen. amen. Say I will hear it. One of the biggest ability for a Christian, one of the things that a Christian needs to have the greatest strength in is our ability to hear the voice of God. Yet at the same time, it is one of the greatest struggles in our life. And we can't decide whether it's our voice, the devil's voice, uh, uh, all the voices in our head. We don't know what voice we're hearing. And so we wrestle. Is that... Was that just me or we hear something and it feels great and then a couple days go by and we start to question because we don't even really know what God's voice sounds like. And what the devil tries to do is the devil brings a lie to every Christian that tried to convince you that it is difficult to hear God's voice. Let me tell you something. It is not difficult to hear the voice of God. It is easy to hear his voice. It is easy to hear the voice of God when you are in his presence. It is hard for you to hear my voice if I'm in Woodland and you're in Richfield. Because my presence is not with you. But if I am with you, that means my presence is with you. You can hear my voice. We need to be people that get in the presence of God so we can hear the voice of God. Everybody say, God is speaking. Will I listen? About a year ago, we were trying to decide whether we were supposed to plant a church or not or plant a campus in, in Longview. And um, my brother felt like the Lord spoke to him that we were supposed to go, but I, I hadn't heard it yet. And I'm like, God, I'm so glad that you spoke to him but you need to speak to me. Anybody ever been there before? Like, God, you spoke to this person, but I need confirmation. Like all of us in marriage, we're like, God, I'm so glad you told my wife that or my husband that, but God, speak to me, right? So I'm like, praise God, you spoke to him, but I need a word. Because to be quite honest with you, I didn't want to go to Longview. I felt like we were supposed to go south. So he's here in north. I feel like we should go south, which some of you are like, whoa, you guys didn't hear the same? Like we're human, 
behind the curtain a little bit. We have to go to God to still get clarity on what we're supposed to do. It's not all laid out for us. We take steps of faith. But I can tell you this, I don't want to go if God doesn't go with us. So I'm like, God, unless you say go, I'm not taking a step. I need to know, just as Moses said, Moses said, if your presence will not go with me, I'm staying right here. Because if you are with me, what distinguishes me from anybody else in the world? So I say, God, speak to me because I need to know whether we're supposed to go. So I get down and I begin to pray. God, will you speak to me? Should we go south or should we go north? And I hear crickets. I hear crickets. You all thought you were the only one that heard crickets. I didn't hear anything. But see, God is looking for people who won't just pray one time, be like, oh, I didn't hear anything, I'm gonna go. But I will rely on the voice of God. I will say, I will not move until I hear your voice, oh God, I will wait until I hear. I will wait until I hear. Well, some of you need to hear that. I will wait until I hear. So I continue to pray, God speak to me. I'm reading the word. God, speak to me. I know you want to tell me. Days go by, and finally, I'm in the middle of reading. Just reading in the morning, my normal time, spending time with the Lord, and I'm reading out of Genesis chapter 26, verse 16. And it says this, Then Abimelech said to Isaac, Move away from us. You have become too powerful for us. So Isaac moved away from there and encamped in the valley of Gerar. Or as I said, first service, Gerar. Where he settled. It's, it was bad first and second. It was the hand thing. Sorry, that was just, and the shirt. The shirt and the hand together didn't work. Let's jump to verse 18. So Isaac reopened the well, wells that had been dug in the time of his father Abraham, which the Philistines had stopped up after Abraham died. Now, you may read that and be like, that means nothing. You're right, because God wasn't speaking to you. He was speaking to me. And see, God will say something to me that may mean absolutely nothing to all of you, but to me, it means something. See, what you don't know is where it says, God, God told him to go reopen the wells of his father. What you may not know is that my grandfather was a pastor in Longview, pastor to church on Columbia Heights, 1,500, 2,000 people, massive church where the fire of God would move. People would get healed, set free, delivered. It was an amazing church. But then he left about 35, 40 years ago, and the church has really died since. And the Lord spoke to me, said, Aaron, you're to go back and redig the wells of your grandfather. And immediately, immediately I knew, and the Lord confirmed where to go back. Everybody said, God is speaking. Everyone said, God is speaking. Am I listening? About maybe six, nine months ago, I was in this, this quandary in my life where I was trying to really hear the voice of God in terms of what I was supposed to be doing. As many of you know, I, I have a business outside of here. I'm, all of our other senior leaders, they work here full time. But for me, I have a business and I, I work at that business basically since I was a kid. The Lord had prophesied over me, uh, Aaron, you're going to be in business and finance and uh, I'm, I'm, you're going to be the treasure of heaven. And you're going to do all these different things. And so that's all I've been focusing on and got into business uh, dreamed about business. And then at the age of 26, we became pastors here. And for the first couple of years, I'm like, God, you got the wrong guy. Anybody ever been in a position where you're like, God, uh, you messed up. 
Like, it was a bad day. You chose the wrong guy. I'm not supposed to be in this position. And to be quite honest, for the first 12 to 24 months, I, I really dealt with that because I'm like, Lord, I should not be in this position. Like all the other pastors, they, they, they wanted to be here. This was their dream. This was their, their passion. They went to school for it. For me, I just wanted to be in business and make money, y'all. I didn't want to preach. I didn't want to deal with all your problems. That's too much. I didn't want to do it. Pastors are overworked and underpaid. That doesn't sound like the prophecy in my life. So I'm like, God, get me out. I don't want to do it. But then about two years in, the Lord confirmed it. And he spoke to me specifically. and said, Aaron, you're supposed to be here. And so that was great. But then as time went on, things continued to grow. The business was growing. The church was growing. And about six, nine months ago, I was at a peak where I was like, God, I don't think I'm supposed to be here. Like, I feel the, the responsibility is increasing. The weight's increasing. I, I don't feel like I can be one foot in both camps. I was like, God, you got to speak to me because there isn't an example I can look at in my life in history where somebody succeeded on both lines. So, God, you need to confirm it. I didn't tell anybody, I didn't post it on Facebook, I didn't do this whole dumb thing that's so common now where it's like, hey, I need a word, and everybody just posts random comments on Facebook. Stop it. Just stop it. Don't do it anymore. If you see somebody doing it, post a comment that says, the Lord says, stop doing this. Goodness. If you haven't seen that, you're welcome. God bless you. I'm so glad it's not in this culture. Not on, you're not on Facebook. So I didn't tell anybody. One month at pre-service prayer about six, nine months ago, and Linda, one of our elders here, comes over to me. She had no clue. She comes over and she says, I have a word that I feel like the Lord has given me for you. And she begins to prophesy. She says, Aaron, God wants to let you know you're right where you need to be and never to look for an example because God's going to use you as the example, so stop trying to find one. Immediately, right, immediately the Lord confirms it through another person. Everybody say, God is speaking. Am I listening? About two years ago, I was in this decision process with uh, my company and trying to decide whether to go or to go back. I was in the process of buying it and uh, was really facing some unique challenges and um, really did not know uh, the direction to take, whether to stop something or to go forward with something. So I was driving in the car, just praying, just in the course of prayer. Like this wasn't, I wasn't praying in the moment. I'd been praying for weeks. And I'm driving, and I'm driving on 205, and I take the Mill Plain exit, going down to 192nd. Everybody know what I'm talking about, right? There's like 157 traffic lights to get all the way down to the other end. So I take the exit, and the first light is green. Praise God. Take the second, or get to the next light. It's green again. I'm like, well, this is pretty awesome. Get to the third light. By the third light that it's green, I begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. I'm like, God, let me get all the way to the other end of this street so that this is a miracle. I can tell my wife about it. I'll put it in my journal. This will be amazing. I'll tell my kids about it someday. I made it through Mill Plain on green lights. Well, now I get to the fifth light and it's green. The seventh light. Now I'm, I'm expecting now finally to the 10th, the 11th. I get to the very end of the road, get through on a green light all the way down. As soon as I get through the last light, the Lord speaks to me says green means go I'm like I hear you Lord thank you I'm to go forward everybody say God is speaking am I listening Jeremiah 33 verse 3 says if you call upon me I will answer if you call on me I will answer and reveal to you great and unknown things you need to call upon him come on if you need me Call upon me no matter where you are, no matter how far, because baby, they all don't know, Jeffrey, there ain't no mountain high enough. Where are you at? Remember the Titans. Good Lord. 
Grar. <laughs> oh, praise God. Oh, where, what am I talking about? Hearing God. God, I need to hear you right now. Roar. Roar like a lion. <laughs> All right. So, this is what I know. Skeptics will say that God doesn't speak anymore. The church will say that God only speaks through his word. But see, in Malachi, Malachi talks about how I am the Lord and I do not change. So if God saved in the Bible, that means God saves today. If God healed in scripture, you better believe God heals today. And if God spoke in scripture, God speaks today. My Bible says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He did not get laryngitis. He does not have a voicemail that says on vacation. He is present. This is why it says in Revelations, he who has an ear, let him hear what my spirit is saying to the church. Do you have an ear? Open it up. Because he wants to speak to you, not only for your life, but for what his spirit is saying to the church, what his spirit is saying to your family, what his spirit is saying to the city, to your neighborhood, and to your job, and to your school. Will you listen? Will you listen? And this morning, I want to give you 11 different ways that the Holy Spirit speaks to you. Y'all thought this was a three-point message. Bro, I'm past that. Something Scott has taught me, I'm past that. I don't need no three-point message. I can do zero or 15. Baby, you got 15 today. You're welcome. I'm going to give you 11 different ways that God speaks to you. Number one, if you haven't taken notes, start right now. Get out your phone, get out a pen, get out a paper. Take notes. This is how God speaks to you. Number one is God speaks in an audible voice. God speaks in an audible voice. He spoke in an audible voice to Adam and Eve. He spoke in an audible voice to Moses and to Abraham and to Paul. He speaks to many people today in an audible voice. God is not mute. He can still speak today. Now, this is what I would tell you, is that God speaking doesn't necessarily sound like this. This is not God speaking, right? Eli and Samuel were together, and Samuel thought that God's voice sounded like Eli's voice. He got confused that the creator of the universe sounded like a man. That seems strange to me. What that shows me is that the voice of God sounds a lot like a normal voice. God will oftentimes sound like you. Are you listening? Number two. Angelic visitations. There's three types of angels. Ministering, gardening, and warring angels. And God uses angels to speak to many of us. We see it in the Bible. We see it with Mary, right? When the angel comes to her and speaks to her. Uh, I don't have time to go into more of this. But number three, dreams and visions. God speaks in dreams and visions. Acts 2, verse 17 says, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. This is how God speaks to me many times. He speaks to me in visions, things that I see with my eyes open. He speaks to me and shows me things while I'm awake, and then he speaks to me in dreams while I'm sleeping. I'm going to be in Iraq uh, next Sunday for a couple of weeks, and many of the different Christians that I'll meet there are going to tell me stories about how they got saved while they were sleeping. They were literally asleep, and it's what's known 
known as the man in white because they all have the same dream. A man in white comes and is Jesus and he speaks to them and, and preaches the gospel to them in their dreams and they wake up born again. That God can visit you in your dreams and your life can be forever changed. He is not limited by whether you are awake or not. Number four is signs and miracles. God speaks in signs and miracles. How many people are thankful we serve a supernatural God? Number five is coincidences. Albert Einstein, the man with the crazy hair, says God uses coincidences to remain anonymous. See, some of you thought it was a coincidence that you were feeling depressed and all of a sudden somebody called you and encouraged you. You thought it was a coincidence that you weren't going to be able to pay that bill and all of a sudden that check showed up. You thought it was a coincidence that these things happened, but that's God speaking to you. You need to be aware that it's not just coincidences, but it's God. I can't tell you how many times my wife and I have been like, what are the odds? And all of a sudden we come out of it and we're like, that was the Lord. There weren't the odds. It's called God. Number six, the written word, the logos word. This is the Holy Bible. This is the word of God that was inspired by God. All of it is written by God. It is not written by man. That's like saying your pen right now is writing the words. Your pen is a tool. Man was a tool. God wrote this. And one of the best ways for you to hear the voice of God is to read his word. I'm not talking about an Instagram verse. I'm not talking about a notification from your Bible app. I'm talking about opening up this actual Bible, reading it, highlighting it, writing in it, meditating on it, spending time to memorize it. Read the Bible. You got all these Christians like, I don't know what God's saying. And they don't read their word. This is his words. Read it. So many times I've been in a predicament and I open the word and God speaks to me. So many times I'm in a blessed season and God speaks to me and I avoid an out of blessing season. I'm telling you, this word will change your life if you read it. Number, number seven is the living word. In John 6, 63, the words, that word in the Greek is called rhema. The rhema word that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. God does not just speak in the Old Testament and the New Testament and not today. He is speaking today by the Holy Spirit. And if you want to hear the voice of God in your life, you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. You need it. You can't live without it. You won't survive this life without it because the world is really, really loud. And they're going to try to convince you that what it says in this word isn't real, that it's contextual. It's just for a specific period of time. It's not for today. But when I can hear the voice of God for today, he validates this word. And they say, this isn't just about a period of time. This is the same word that was good yesterday and is good today. And his word is good forever but I need to hear the Holy Spirit. Number nine, or number eight, through people. God speaks through people. He speaks through your friends. He speaks through your children. How many parents know he speaks through your children? He speaks through your wife. Your wife. I almost just said wife alone, but I mean spouse. All of us men know he mainly speaks through our wife. I asked my wife, I said, is there anything that you would want me to put in a message about hearing the voice of God? She said, yeah, always listen to your wife. I'm not joking you. She actually, that was her one recommendation for this message. Check, I said it. Listen to your wife, men. If you're not married, I'm sorry. Get married right now. You need one. I'm just joking. Do not do that. Bad advice. That was a word from the Lord. I got it. Yes. Run before I say anything else. Grar. God.
God speaks through people. He'll speak through your enemies. He can speak through a donkey. He'll speak through the one that you don't want to hear from. You know that person who drives you crazy and come up and says something to you? Yeah, that might be the word of the Lord. So you better be humble at heart, poor in spirit, so that you can hear the voice of God. Because he will probably most likely not use the most elite person in your life that you look up to. He's probably going to come with the one that rubs you the wrong way. And and they're going to say something. And you're going to probably fluff them off because you're irritated by them. But that might be the Lord. Be humble. Listen. Number nine is the media. You're all like, I'm just going to watch movies then all the time. Stop it. God will speak to me often through a worship song. He'll speak to me through a podcast. Speak to me while I'm driving in my car and listen to a message. I've watched uh, movies many times that have nothing to do with the Lord, and the Lord will speak to me about it. I told First Service, like when I watched the Paw Patrol take down Mayor Humdinger, and uh, they destroy him and the cats that attack in the massive Paw Patrol rally and the Lord will speak to me. Any parents in the room know what I'm talking about, right? Thank you, Ashley. Yes, Paw Patrol is from the Lord. Sky and Everest. Number 10 is creation and nature. Psalms 19 verse one says the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. I'm telling you, just go outside without your phone, sit in the middle of nature, observe what's around you and you can't help but hear God's voice. Come on, you just look at the creation around you. It is amazing. Get outside. This is me telling you so you know it's from the Lord. Get outside. It doesn't have to be camping though. It doesn't say anything in the word about camping. Come on, thank you, Diane, thank you. It doesn't say you got to camp to hear God. I can just go outside in a chair right outside my house with the clean toilet inside, clean bed inside, clean clothes inside because I'm not homeless. (laughs) Right? This is why I don't camp because God gave me a home. My son woke up early January and I asked him, I said, what are two things you want to do this year? He says, I want to go hunting and I want to go camping. I almost threw him out of my house. So we are going to family camp this year. So be prepared for multiple illustrations in the rest of my sermons for about two years. I will go through a lot. And then I called Jeremy Lamb and said, I need to go shoot a deer. I want to go kill something. And I said, I don't want to touch it after I shoot it. And he said, then you can't come. So I prayed. And I said, okay, I will touch a dead animal after I shoot it. And now I'm good. I'm going to go do it. I'm going to be a man this year, everybody. And I'm sure the Lord's going to speak to me about something. I don't know. I don't know. I'm killing an animal. It means nothing. Who cares? Sacrifice. I'm saying this in Woodland just to, like, rub you all the wrong way. Some of you worship hunting and fishing. See, I worship Jesus. Rawr. This ain't that message, everyone. You don't need to run out, okay? I'll move on. God is speaking. He spoke. All divorce hunting. Y'all need to divorce fishing. Marry your spouse. This is why I don't golf. I'll tell you. I'm serious right now. I, we bought a boat. We got rid of the boat because I want to spend time with my family. I, I, my whole firm, everyone in my firm golfs. But me, because I got three little kids. I want to be a father. I don't want to be a golfer. 
I wanna be a husband. I don't wanna be a fisherman. I wanna be a dad. I don't wanna be a hunter. Some of y'all need to be in to love your family as much as you love your hobby. All right, God was speaking. Praise God. All right, Whew. number 11, conscience, conscience. Everybody listen to your conscience right now. Speaking about hunting and fishing, conscience. The Holy Spirit will speak to you. Just got really quiet in here. <laughs> Jeffrey, you were the only one. See, this is, sorry. Jeffrey and I have been multiple conversations where we just bought some land and I bought some power tools and I've been feeling really good about myself. And I'm like, I just bought my first chainsaw. And the people ask me, what kind? And I'm like, well, it's, it's battery operated. <laughs> Stop it. It's, I went to still or steel. I don't even know how you say it. And I'm with Jeffrey. And Jeffrey's like, quiet. Afterwards, he's like, yeah, I've never used a chainsaw either. And I'm like, you left me all alone on the island. Where were you when I needed you? I want you to know I've cut down a few trees in the last 12 months. Come on, somebody. Chest hair, man aroma, sweat. I had the first fire on my property. I called the Blatniks over. Larry showed me how to like do a controlled burn because I didn't want to burn down my neighbor's houses. So I'm like somebody, it was great. They had this blowtorch and it was just fantastic. Because I was like, Larry, I'm just going to go buy gasoline. He's like, stop. <laughs> He's like, let me come help you. Sometimes I feel like I'm in like therapy when I preach. I'm like, the vulnerability. How does God speak? How does God speak? God speaks to you when you're in his presence. God speaks when you're in his presence. If you're not in his presence, you won't hear his voice. I want to give you four points. See, I told you it's going to be 15. Four points on how to hear the voice of God. Four points. First point is this. Worship. You want to get into the presence of God? Worship. The Bible says that he inhabits the praises of his people. If you want your atmosphere to change instantly, if you want your spirit to change instantly, begin to lift up an anthem of praise and immediately your attitude will shift, your environment will shift, your marriage will shift, your parenting will shift. When you begin to lift up his name and exalt him over your problems, you will see things differently. You'll hear him because what will happen is you will lift him above your problems and you'll stop listening to your problems and you'll start hearing his voice. When you worship him, you get into the presence. Number two is you live a life of holiness. How do you get into the presence of God? How do you hear his voice? Live a life of holiness. Sin, sin and compromise is a doormat to the enemy. It's a big old neon sign that says, hey, come on in. The devil is welcome in my life. You give in to weird theo theological perspectives, into doubts, into lust, into shame and guilt. You begin to practice pornography in your life and you begin to go through all these different things that we begin to remove and be like, but I'm tithing, but I'm attending church, but yet we live in compromise. You won't hear God. Let me show you. In Isaiah 59, verse 2, it says, But your iniquities, or your sin, have made a separation between you and your God. And your sins have hidden your fa his face from you so that he does not hear you. When you live a life of sin, when you're bound in compromise and addiction, you basically create a bunker over you where you can't hear him and he can't hear you. And you're like, why isn't God speaking? 
Where is he? Because he isn't there. I thought God was everywhere. Well, that is the omnipresence of God. Yes, the omnipresence of God is everywhere, but the manifest presence, his person, is, he resides where he chooses to reside. And that is a place that is prepared for him. That is a place of holiness and righteousness. That is an individual who was surrendered to the Lord. You want to hear his voice? Get sent out of your life. I'm telling you, some of you, I've been there. I've been there. I've been addicted to pornography for years. I've been addicted to things. I've lived in lust. I've lived in shame. I've lived in all those other things. And I've wondered, why can't I hear God? It's because I'm living in sin. And I'll blame him. And I'll blame others. I'll blame my pastor. I'll blame the worship service. I'll blame the music. I'll blame the time. I'm just too tired. I just can't get up. But I don't understand that it's the sin and the compromise in my life that's actually preventing me from hearing him. It's nobody else's fault, but it's my fault. And you can be free. You can be free. The Bible says that whom the Son has set free is free forever. It's free indeed. Number three, how do you hear the voice of God? You pray in the Spirit. It's make you feel uncomfortable because it feels like it's out of order, but that's how my spirit comes alive. I pray in the Spirit all day long. Some of you are like, well, how do you know when is the right time? It's always the right time to pray in the Holy Ghost. Always, when I pray in the spirit, I don't even know what I'm saying, but my spirit is communicating with the Lord and my atmosphere shifts, my mind shifts, my attitude shifts. I welcome him into the room. The Bible says that not everyone will speak in tongues. The Bible also says that not everyone will go to heaven, but no one stands there claiming that verse for themselves. Those who say, well, not everyone's supposed to speak in tongues, so I'm fine. You're going to claim that verse? That verse is because not everyone will be baptized in the Holy Spirit because not everyone will surrender to the Lord. So if you want to surrender to God, guess what? You are invited into a life of being filled with the Holy Spirit, and he will baptize you, and not only in new tongues, but he will baptize you in hope and life and joy and freedom and deliverance and restoration that you could ever ask, hope, or dream. He wants to fill you. How do you get into the presence of God? Pray in the Spirit. Number four. How do you hear God? You shut up. As Christians, like all of us pastors can be the worst at this sometimes because we have the gift of like rambling. And we can just pray and pray and pray and pray because there's so many things that we know that we need to pray about. And sometimes we just need to stop, right, Scott? We just need to stop and be like, okay, I'm done talking. You already know what's on my heart. You already know the desires of my heart. You already know my life. This is why the Lord's Prayer is so important. How does he start out? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. You start with him, focus on him, and you worship him. Your kingdom come, and your will be done on earth. Nothing to do with me yet. Right? How do you hear the voice of God? You stop, and you listen. Be still, and you listen. That's what we're going to do this morning. In the time that we have left is we're going to listen. We're going to worship. We're going to pray in the Holy Spirit. We're going to repent if we have sin in our life. And the Lord is going to speak to us. And I have a lot more to say, but we really felt like this morning we just needed to give a little extra time to just listening. And we got about 20 minutes left. Some of you are like, I thought we were 10 minutes over. Nope. And we're going to listen. For some of you, you came here today needing a word from the Lord. Some of you came today needing clarity and wisdom of what to do with a problem in your life. Some of you don't have purpose. 
Let's be honest. There's a lot of people probably in this room that don't have purpose. You don't even know why you're alive. Yeah, you got kids and a job and you got bills to pay. But if you're being honest, when you lay your, your bed, lay in bed at night, you're wondering, what am I doing with my life? Today, God's going to speak to you and give you purpose. You are going to hear the Lord more clearly today than you ever have in your life because you're going to stop and you're going to listen to him. So everybody in this room, I just want you to stand to your feet. I just give you 11 different ways that the Lord speaks to you. 11 different ways. For some of you, God's been speaking to you since the moment you got here. An hour and 40 minutes ago, you've been hearing things. The Lord has been confirming things. The Lord has been challenging you on things. The Lord has been bringing conviction. The Lord has been bringing direction. For some of you, you're like, God, I need a word. I can tell you I've been there. I know exactly what you're feeling right now. And I want to remind you that God is faithful. He says, if you will call on me, I will answer. So this morning, what I want everybody to do is just close your eyes. If you pray in the Holy Spirit, I want you to begin to pray out loud in the Holy Spirit. If you don't pray in the Holy Spirit, that's okay. I just want you to pray in English. I want you to speak and to ask the Lord, God, speak to me. Speak to me. I'm listening. Just pray out in English. God, speak. I want you to actually pray out loud. Don't just do it in your mind. I want you to pray it out loud. God, speak to me. Speak to me. Michael, if you can turn up Casey's guitar. God, speak to me. God, I'm listening. Just as Eli told Samuel, this is what you do when you get in the presence of God. Everybody say this with me. Speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. Say it again. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Continue to pray in the Spirit. Jesus, Jesus, come. Holy Spirit, I pray that you fill this room right now. Speak, Holy Spirit. Speak, Holy Spirit. God, we are listening. We are listening. Now we're going to begin to worship. We're going to begin to worship. This is how we enter into the presence of God. This is how we come in and hear His voice. So I want everybody in this room just begin to lift your hands. And I want you to begin to worship the Lord. I'm teaching you what it looks like to hear God's voice. I'm setting my mind and my heart to attend to the Lord. I'm listening. Every distraction go, every fear go, every pride, every worry go. God, we focus on you. We lift up your name. Come on, church, let's sing this. Matchless in every way.
Now just listen as the band continues to play. Just listen. Just listen. Don't sing. Don't pray in the Spirit. Just listen. Some of you right now are distracted. You've already tuned out. Take authority over your mind. Get rid of distractions and listen to the Lord. Be still and listen. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Don't disengage. A couple more minutes. Just be still and listen. The Lord wants to speak to you this morning.
the Lord has spoken something to you, just wave a hand at me. All right, this is what I want to do. If you're here today and you're saying, man, I need a word from the Lord, and I haven't heard anything yet, I just want you to raise your hand. And I need clarity. I have something I'm facing, and I need a word from the Lord. Just wave your hand. Wave it so I know who you are. Nothing to be ashamed of. It's totally fine. Wave your hand. Come on, anybody else? You need a word from the Lord. Keep your hand up. I need a word. I need to know what the Lord is saying today. All right, this is what I want you to do. I want you to come forward, and we want to pray over you. Come up right now. I'll tell you, one of the most powerful things you can do as a believer is to be still and wait upon the Lord. My Bible says that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. Do you want to have strength for what lies ahead? Wait, be still before the Lord. So now if we can have some of our prayer ministry team, some of our pastors and leaders Uh, If you went through the prophetic class and you did not come up, I need you to come and pray over these people who are up at the front. So right now, come up. Veronica, come up. Come on. Come on. Ashley, come up and pray. Joel, come on. Luke, Caitlin, come up and pray. Don't disengage with me, church. Stay here. We've, it feels like we've been doing that for 30 minutes. That was 10 minutes. 10 minutes. And for some of you, that felt excruciating. 10 minutes. 10 minutes of stillness can feel like an hour and a half of just shouting and raising. It's being still before the Lord. If you need a word, don't, don't wait. Come up right now. If you didn't come up, come up right now. I need a word. I need to, I need to hear the voice of the Lord today. Come up. All right, what we're going to begin to do is the band's just going to begin to worship again. Church, if you did not come forward, I want you to begin to pray. I want you to stretch your hands towards those who have come up and say, God, right now, speak to them. Lord, we pray that this would be an atmosphere in a room where the Spirit of God begins to move. Holy Spirit, we need your words today. God, we need clarity today. So, Lord, we ask that you would speak. God, we ask that you would show us what your word is. God, we ask that you would direct us and guide us and lead us, Father, Show us the way. Show us the way today. Father, I pray for clarity, concise, real words today. Holy Spirit. Heather, come up. Come pray. Come and speak in Jesus' name. The rest of you, if you can just lift your hands for a moment. Don't disengage. we got seven minutes and then we're going to end. For the next seven minutes, will you worship with me, church? Will you worship on behalf of these 20 or 25 that came up saying, God, I need a word. Let's worship for them. Let's fill this room with the Holy Spirit and with praise because where his praises are, his spirit is. So, God, we pray that you fill this room right now with your spirit and speak to each and every one of us in Jesus' name. Come on, church. Just begin to lift your voice and let's begin to worship the Lord.
Father, I thank you that your word is alive, your word is active, and it is sharper than any two-edged sword. So God, I thank you for every heart that was pierced. Anybody's heart pierced this morning? Come on, when I spend time with the Lord, I know he was there because he pierces me. He cuts me deep. He goes into the crevices like David prayed. Search me, O God, and see if there be any wicked in me. God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for truth. I thank you for life. Lord, that when you speak, creation happens. When you speak, life happens. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Is anybody here thankful that the Lord spoke to them today? Come on. Amen. Amen. Amen.